Welcome everyone to this edition of Athena's Blueprint for Success, brought to you by our partners at San Diego Gas and Electric. I'm excited to introduce this month's guest. In our studio, we have Dr. Chadia Robertson. She is a scientist, lead scientist at Decatur, California, and welcome Chadia. Thank you, Holly. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you know, I was so excited when you uh, told me that you had some time to, to meet with us in this in this Blueprint for Success series because I have such a, I think I'll call it a womance. You know, I have <laughs> such, so much affection for you uh, for so many reasons, um, not the least because of your career, but also uh, you're not the average bear. Uh, you have such a such a way about you, and and that's why I'm excited for you to share your story because you bring so much authenticity uh, to the field of science, um, and certainly as a model and a template for other women that may want to follow um, your career path. Um, so glad that you can be with us, and tell us a little bit about how you got interested in the field of science and what were some of the big uh, influences. Oh wow, how long do I have, Holly? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Uh, I will say that uh, my romance with science has been just my whole life. Um, math and science have always been my passion. Uh, when I was very young, they, uh, the teachers and the counselors said, oh, she's going to be a physician because, you know, that's what you do when you love science and math. And, and as I, I, I went through my schooling and, you know, I talked to people and I had mentors and different avenues. Um, it became more apparent that, you know, science in and of itself was what I loved and the application of science um, and how it changes the world and how it describes the world around us has been my beloved throughout my, I think my, since my very early years. And so I, I, I love to hear that. And your passion for science um, clearly shows up uh, every time we have a chance to see each other. Um, what I'd like to hear, because a lot of times what we're seeing for women um, that are um, interested, sh showing an interest in science in their early formative years, somehow there's a disconnect and they're, and they're not pushed to continue um, academically and, 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 and perhaps not professionally. So what were some of the, the levers that helped you to continue in that um, passion for science? That's true, Holly, and 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 um and I and I as for my first example, you're right. You know, you're you kind of get directed into different ways into where people think you should go and what they think you should do and what they think you should be interested in. And I will say that my parents have been just the driving force. They they acknowledged and really embraced my excitement about science very early on, and so they found me people to kind of feed and nourish that interest. And um, I learned very early on that mentors and supporters um, in the field are really key, right? To help you to understand, you know, and to build a roadmap. And that's, that's how I kind of track my path from just the love to a career. So I, I love, I love your, your, um your your rationale it's like when i've got a, a support system um and i've got a network uh that wants me to pursue my passions and then i'm afforded a roadmap um there there is no resistance it almost absolutely. seems like it's a foregone conclusion absolutely <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about that um 
So you've been at Takeda, California um, as a scientist um, and talk a little bit more about that. And what is that like? Because Takeda, California is obviously a global pharmaceutical company. It's, it's headquartered in Japan, which has a whole different set of cultural norms than we do here in the U.S. Um, you know, currently we have 25% of women represented in these high paying STEM jobs. Um, that's unacceptable. Uh, so talk a little bit about your experience um, at Takeda, working for um, a, a Japanese company, and then, and more importantly, um, how you've been able to continue your roadmap, if you will, um, notwithstanding the small percentage of women in STEM. So I will tell you that um, my, my selection of Takeda, and I guess Takeda's selection of me, I don't think was an accident. I think, you know, when I speak about my roadmap, when I speak about my passion, um, I speak more about my purpose, right? So I think very early on, I identified not just science, but improving the world around me through my understanding and my application and my explanation of the science to be critical. And as I, as I went through my training, I realized that I really wanted to translate, you know, the things that I, I learned um, experimentally into things that could benefit patients, right? And, and that became a passion for me, almost an obsession, you know, every single thing that I thought and the way that I thought about things were, okay, well, how can we use this to make, you know, the world around us better, to make people better? Um, and so when I, I started, when I completed my training and I started looking for a home, um, a place to apply my talents and my training. Um, I really wanted somewhere that very much aligned with that passion and with my purpose. So again, going back to mentors, going back to people who want you to win. Um, one of my most significant mentors said to me, uh, you know, I have a lot of interaction with pharma and I have, you know, I've spoken to a lot of places and, and I know who you're talking to and who you're kind of, who you have on your mind. Um, and here's what I think you should do. And I said, oh, you know, I know what I should do. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. But when I really sat down and when I interviewed and, and not just formally, but when I really spoke to people who worked at Takeda, their passion spoke to me. So I think from a cultural standpoint, you know, you, there's different cultures from one coast to another in the United States. Sure. There are different cultures, you know, from, mm -hmm. from one continent to another. But notwithstanding all of that, I think the culture of integrity in mm -hmm. science and passion to patients, right? Passion to helping and providing those, um, filling those gaps for, for patients where there is no hope is what really spoke to me. And this is, I think, how I, 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 I ended up here, right? Um, I'd like to say the stars aligned and all of that as well, but, and that may be the case, but that's, that's where I, that's how I found my home. Now, as I, as I listen to your, your story and I listen to your journey um, as a scientist and having found your home, um, I want to, I want to just assume that maybe it hasn't always been just a bowl of cherries. Um, and I want to really, I really want to ask you this question in terms of those women that have come across some resistance that have perhaps um, had some, you know, speed bumps or 
um, some gender related uh, challenges um, trying to pursue their career in science. Um, if you've experienced any of that whatsoever, either implied or overtly, um, what were some of the strategies or some of the tactics that you deployed in order to try to minimize that or mitigate that and, and stay the course and follow your purpose and follow your passion? I think that writing out and really establishing what your goals are for every stage and every place um, that you take up space is important. And I think that when you focus on those goals, um, it's important to find mentors, be it spiritual, be it professional, be it just friends who are a part of your tribe, if you will, um, is critical. So it's easy to say, you know, you have to be resilient and you have to persevere, but sometimes it's not that easy, right? Sometimes, like you said, those, those uh, inadvert or overt aggressions um, can really break you down. Um, and, and being able to go to that, that network and, and that, that, that support system. And even if you don't say exactly what it was that happened that day, or even if you need to, even if you wanna you know, just, just get it off your chest, having some kind of a support system is critical. Um, I've had days where you know, everything about me was challenged from, you know, <laughs> from the way that I wear my hair to the very core of my intelligence. And um, I walked away from some of those experiences realizing, you know, sometimes that's what people have to give. It's, it's, it's them, it's, it's, it's where they are mentally or spiritually at that time, it has nothing to do with me. Um, and then refo refocusing myself on my goals and my objectives and, and, and my purpose um, through the support system that I've built. Yeah, it's um, it, it's so easy. What you what I'm hearing you say, it's so easy. And I I try to do this certainly. When somebody says something untoward or something to diminish you or to disenfranchise you, um, to be able to sit there and take that either publicly, you know, uh, amongst your peers or in front of clients, um, and just say, you know what, that's not a reflection of Chadia. That's a reflection of you. Um, sitting across, <laughs> hurling insults at me. That's a reflection on you, not on me. Um, and that's so easy to say intellectually. Of course, it's a reflection on you. You know, I, that you're, you're not making me feel small. That's your smallness. So intellectually, that's so easy to do. But then I think the other layer that you bring on to, to your approach and your strategy is to say, yeah, that is a reflection of small boy over there. And oh, by the way, let's keep our eye on the prize, Chadia. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Absolutely. Goals. So I, I like that as a one-two punch. Um, I think that's pretty tight. And it's obviously working for you. Um, <laughs> so. Some days more than others, Holly. I can't say that you know every day is easy. Some days more than others. All right. Well, I, I love your story and, and it just, it, it, it really uh, it reinforces the success that you've had and the amount of polish uh, and grace that you exude, um, certainly in the years that I've known you um, and collaborated with you and your fabulous colleagues at Takeda. Um, I want to ask you this one question because I know that you're a new mom. Um, <laughs> 
and you get to tell your son that he was born in the same year that this country elected the second most powerful seat in the land to a woman of color and a Jamaican woman, which I adore <laughs> descent. So tell me a little bit about how that feels for you. I can't even, uh, overwhelming, um, satisfied. Uh, it's about time, you know, it, it, it really just demonstrates a shift and, you know, in just people's hearts and mindset. And it is fantastic. Um, it, the, the opportunity and the, the challenges and just everything just seems so infinite at this point, right? So yep. this is a great time, I think, just not for women and for you know, people of color, but for everyone, I think that it really demonstrates just how much we are, we've come along as a country and it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've been reeling, certainly reeling all, all, um, all last month in January when, when all that took place. And I was thinking about how excited I was for her and her family, just, just on a human level. And then I was excited about the, you know, over 100 women and that serve in the, in the Congress Absolutely. about having that support. And then I started to, you know, kind of take the, take the, uh, the lens and get a little bit broader. And I'm like, wait a minute, I think I'm really happy for our country to have that level of grace, um, Absolutely. humility, uh, not to even mention her competencies and her, um, incredible career that that's, that's, um, that's the least of it, but it's certainly an exciting time. And as an organization that for over two decades have been trying to advance for gender equality, it's just a remarkable time. And I'm, I'm glad to celebrate it. And I'm, I'm glad to talk about it with you, um, and this blueprint for success. And, um, and I just have to say, as, um, we observe uh, black history month, uh, this month, uh, there is so much to celebrate, and to your point, there is infinite opportunities, and and I see it that way too. I yeah, I I just can't even explain how optimistic I am about our future in this country. It's just such an amazing time to be American. I feel like every every year, every day, we're just coming together more, just just greater. Yep. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming to our, uh, our, our virtual studio, uh, Tadia, and getting out of the lab and getting into Athena's studio. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story and certainly sharing your passion. That is evident. Um, and I'm sure it's pretty, pretty, pretty much the strong suit and, and much of what you do. Um, and I also want to just, um, acknowledge, uh, Again, this uh, series is being brought to us by our partners at San Diego Gas and Electric. They are just a tremendous uh, champion of diversity and have been a, a staunch supporter of Athena and our mission. So thank you again, Chadia, for sharing your story. And thank you all uh, for joining us. We'll see you next month for Athena's Blueprint for Success. Bye, everyone.